0: KPBS On Demand is supported by MaraCal Design and Remodeling, helping homeowners with their home remodeling needs. From ADUs to custom kitchen remodels and room additions, MaraCal Design and Remodeling designs and builds your dream home. Learn more at TrustYourHomeToUs.com.
1: You're listening to KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Jade Hindman. There's a new exhibit opening at the San Diego Public Library's downtown art gallery that explores the environment and climate change. Here to discuss the art, as well as a few other art and culture offerings in town, is KPBS arts producer and editor, Julia Dixon-Evans. Julia, welcome. Hi, Jade. Thanks for having me.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by UC San Diego, offering the online Master of Data Science program, a journey through computation, data analysis, and real-world applications. Learn more about the online Master of Data Science program from UC San Diego at omds.ucsd.edu.
1: So I'm guessing that art about the environment means more than just nature landscapes. What kind of art can we expect to see in this show, uh, good-natured? Right. So I think
2: the first thing you'll notice is the range because this is a group show. So there are 14 different regional artists and uh, a lot of the pieces in the exhibit are on a really huge scale. So it'll feel really immersive as you walk through it. Uh, One of the artists, uh, Timothy Murdoch, has these hanging bright yellow PVC pipes that are sort of shredded and tangled as they pool on the floor. Uh, There's also Tatiana Ortiz Rubio who has her huge charcoal cloud murals. So the work is really, it's imaginative and it's also kind of playful, but it's definitely diverse. So there's textile works, there's sculpture, wood, digital things, and some painting as well.
1: Now, is this something you see a lot of, like uh, a trend where artists are using their art to really talk about the environment?
2: Yes, it, it totally is. And I think a lot of creative work Like this is driven by whatever the artist finds unavoidable. And the climate crisis, the environment is definitely one of those things that's top of mind for a lot of people.
1: Yeah. And you recently sat down with Tatiana Ortiz Rubio and Bonnie Domingos, who run the arts program uh, at the library, to talk about how in some ways this art really is a form of activism.
2: Right. And, and I asked them about the same thing, about the, the prevalence of the environment in art. And Bonnie Dominguez, who is the curator of this exhibit, she said that this environmental crisis is one of those things that artists basically can't help but make art about. And here's an excerpt from that interview.
3: We're defining this polycrisis, which includes ecology, economy, energy, and equity. And I can't think of a more contemporary issue that is so paramount to everyone's lives and their futures. So I think environmental aspects are so critical into making and creativity that, you know, it's, it's a hard subject to ignore for artists um, who deal with these aspects um, creatively and seek to process creatively.
2: And Tatiana... What do you think the drive is for you as an artist to make works about the environment?
4: Well, for me, it's really about the idea of time. That's really the vein in my work. But it applies to the environment because just like Bonnie said, it is something that we can't ignore, that it's so present. And um, thinking about the future, future of my children as a mother as well, the concept of time, thinking of so many ways it's been used, right? The How much time does it have left? How much time do we have to fix something? Are we running out of time? So all these different ways of understanding time through nature and through ecology, I think that that's sort of where I fall into the discussion.
2: Tatiana, can you describe your work that is in this exhibit?
4: Sure. This work is is a series of, of work that I created last year um, and I was really focusing on the idea of what time is and it, it's they're all drawings with charcoal and graphite with water and I was in the process I was exploring the experience of time passing yet I'm also thinking about time in so many other ways as I make them so they're very intuitive some of them the title is the moment that I finished them or started them. So it's very much about the time that I am in.
2: And these these charcoal works to me, they look very much like clouds. And it's it's a format that you're you're known for. And I'm wondering what draws you to the style again and again.
4: Oh sure. I should have mentioned about the clouds. It's funny because I think that the clouds began as an element that was very intentional. And I was very conscious of what the cloud was as I was creating it, thinking of them as these perfect examples of the experience of time, something that is in constant change, impossible to define, yet we do understand what it is, what it was before it became a cloud and what it will be when it stops being a cloud. So I've always been very interested in, in all the things that you can I guess, apply to what a cloud is. It's so poetic and yet so literal in a way. But it also has allowed me to explore it in a more abstract way and given me freedom to to play with my materials.
2: And how did these works, in your eyes, how do they connect to being an intervention about the climate crisis? And and how might that intervene for a viewer, someone who who stumbles upon it? Sure. I think that in in
4: several ways we can see them and we can interpret them in several ways through the climate crisis and what's happening with the environment. One big topic is the issue about the change in our our weather and the extremes that we've had. For example, in San Diego, the amount of rain we had this year and I was chasing clouds for months (laughs) and just taking pictures and drawing and, and really aware of this change that is happening about cities and countries being swallowed up by the rising sea level and so all of this is connected to how water clouds rain all of this is changing throughout the the world right now but also again I, I go back to the concept of time it's it's how much time do we have left this exploring, this feeling of of time running out. We already know that as human beings we're constantly aware of time running out, you know that's always present in our lives and different things, but it's especially present I think in in the world today because of our of our climate crisis.
2: And Bonnie, can you tell us about a few of the other works in this exhibit? There, there's such a huge range sculpture and paintings. How will it look to someone walking in?
3: so when you come in you have different works that are being explored they're exploring an environmental cause or an ecological issue um, or an equity issue or economy issue and the works are really addressing those fundamental themes in the exhibition but some are having a paradoxical take on them. Some are literal. Um, Others are more creative and imaginative and unruly. But it is definitely an immersive experience to the senses that really kind of ponders this question of how we act in this world when we are both the problem and the solution. And it gets us past this you know, doom and gloom of talking about the climate crisis and all the intricacies of that. I hope the exhibition will kind of give us a catharsis, a way to engage with the topic, but in a playful and accessible way that brings us to the issue rather than creates this atmosphere of impossibility.
2: I want to switch gears a little bit here. Tatiana, you're you're a muralist and murals are inherently public art, regardless of of who commissioned them or where they are. And this exhibit is at the San Diego Public Library. Can you talk about your relationship with public art and these public community spaces like libraries?
4: Sure. Yes, it has become just organically um, part of, of my work, a very important part, which I have really loved. I think just being from mexico we have this idea of public art being essential to a culture and so i think it it makes sense that i ended up doing it and being here in the community of san diego and being able to show now in the in the library i actually went to drop off my work and i guess this can summarize the the experience It just allows you when you work publicly or show public in in public spaces, it allows you to really engage with the community, not just through the artwork, but through just being there physically by like when I dropped off the artwork, I had to walk in. I waited outside as they opened the doors. For example, the homeless people outside waiting and this crisis we have in San Diego and just witnessing the service that it does, this beautiful service of this institution filled with knowledge and peace inside because you feel it right away when you go in there's this peace this quietness that people need in their soul and just knowing that everybody's going to be able to access the artwork it just feels like a fitting space to talk and have this conversation about the environment that affects all of us.
1: Yeah, and something that she said that is so important, Julia, is making art accessible. And I think, you know, having art in these public spaces really does that, right? Mm -hmm, Absolutely, especially a place like the library downtown. Yeah, well, how can people um, check this exhibit out?
2: Right, so it's on the, it's in the Fine Art Gallery at the Downtown Library on the ninth floor, this beautiful space. The art gallery has slightly different hours than the public library, but it opens on Saturday and there's going to be a reception from three to five.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego, offering visitors to the La Jolla campus special exhibitions, collection galleries, coastal vistas, seaside dining, and more mcasd.org
1: You're listening to KPBS Midday Edition. I'm Jade Hindman. We're speaking with KPBS Arts Producer Julia Dixon Evans about what's going on in arts and culture this weekend. So Julia, this one seems like a big deal, a major exhibit of work by artist Georgia O'Keeffe shown alongside British sculptor Henry Moore at the San Diego Museum of Art. What's the connection between these two? Right,
2: so I think most everyone has known or seen Georgia O'Keeffe's works at least peripherally—these um, evocative close-up flowers and southwestern landscapes—but I personally was not familiar with Henry Moore and till hearing about this exhibition. He's a British sculptor. And while O'Keeffe is an American painter, but they both lived around the same time. They were both similarly working in modernism, but their work has never been exhibited together until now. And what I love is the way that the pairing of these two shows off their use of natural forms, like landscapes, but also the shapes of bones and skulls against landscapes. There's definitely flowers in this exhibit too, of course, but there's also a lot of figures and and bodies, both in O'Keeffe's paintings and Moore has a lot of figure sculptures too. And just seeing all these works together, the, the curves and the lines, it all seems really coherent, kind of like they were all made to be shown together in the first place. It's curated by Standing O' Museum of Art's Anita Feldman, and it opens on Saturday. Then after it closes here, that'll be late August, it tours um, to a couple other places in North America, including in New Mexico, where George O'Keefe made her home.
1: Hmm. That sounds really interesting, um, especially the idea of having bones and skulls against the landscape of flowers. Uh, it, what kind of emotion does that evoke when you see that? You know, for
2: me, it's kind of like, there's this idealism. And I think that's one of the foundations of modernism. A lot of people think of it as abstract art. But one of the things that I see in O'Keeffe's work is like, idealism of human nature and also the environment.
1: It's, it's really beautiful. All right. And this weekend is Mother's Day. So how about some suggestions uh, for somewhere to take your mom? Or if you're the mom, maybe there's uh, something you can take your kids to. Right, I mean, I personally am gonna drag my
2: kids to the Georgia O'Keeffe exhibit without them complaining, but there are a couple of actual family-centered things out there too. City Ballet is one. They're doing a kid-friendly performance on Sunday of Alice in Wonderland. It's fully child-friendly, but it's still classical ballet with Tchaikovsky's score. And the sets and the costumes on this one are really fun. They're recognizable for kids from the Lewis Carroll story. It's at the Joan B. Crock Theater in Orlando, and all tickets are $25. And kids age two and under are free if they can sit on your lap and don't need their own seats. And there will also be a few pre-show and intermission activities to keep your little ones engaged.
1: All right. And in visual art, uh, the Museum of Contemporary Art San Diego in La Jolla, they've got something special going on. Tell me about that.
2: Yeah, it's like a Mother's Day version of their free prebus Play Day. So museum admission is free all day for anyone. Plus, if you have younger kids, there'll be some slingshot making activities that's inspired by artist Griselda Rosas, she has these giant slingshots that are on display at the museum and to tie it all together Rosas's work is super informed by her own motherhood she actually collaborated with her younger son on some of the pieces that are on display at the museum so yay moms this is all (laughs) from 10 to 4 on sunday
1: i don't know if i should say thanks for that or uh what are you thinking (laughs) Yay, moms! i don't know (laughs) Slingshots, just what the kids need to learn how to make. All right. <laughs> uh, lots of great stuff happening this weekend, uh, and I appreciate it, Julia. You can find details on all of these and more arts events at kpbs.org arts. And again, Julia, thank you. Thank you, Jade. Have a good weekend and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day to you, too.
0: KPBS On Demand is supported by Under the Sun Foundation, presenting the Candlewood Arts Festival in Borrego Springs featuring temporary public art projects that engage community and place. March 23rd. More at CandlewoodArtsFestival.org.